Welcome to Devon Podcast, episode 13, and the first one of 2021. So today's topic is monorepos. We will be talking about what is a monorepo. We will be talking about the advantages, the disadvantages of monorepos. And finally, we will give you some advice and share some ideas on when to use it and when not to use it. To be honest, I think also this topic was one of the reasons when we had a discussion on, on monorepos that we thought, hey, maybe we should just do a regular conversation and discussion on topics. And basically the, the monorepo discussion initiated our, our podcast. So I think it's also, uh, yeah, now it's time to revisit this topic and actually create a podcast on it. So um, um, maybe first it's good to set the stage here on what actually a monorepo is. So um, so let me set the stage first here by briefly explaining um, at least my definition of a monorepo. So what we do see in uh, uh, a lot of organizations uh, having um, multiple source code repositories and many times those code repositories also trigger several pipelines and, 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 and you see a common pattern that each uh, repository basically represents a product or a component that wants to that needs to be built or, or deployed uh, but there's also a way to just um, control all assets in a single repository what we call a mono repository and uh, all source code in there basically uh, um, 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 represents the whole application or all applications the, the, the company runs. So uh, large companies like Google, Facebook, Microsoft, and, and some others are, are using monorepos actually to uh, develop their system or maybe their complete platform. So just by having a single repository. Um, and there of course are several ways to, um, to, to use it. Uh, but uh, for instance, one example could be that you just have this single repository, uh, a single pipeline. This pipeline builds all projects inside this repo and uh, and then eventually also deploys it. Uh, and and uh, um, um, that's one setup, but of course there are also uh, other setups. I remember you uh, talking about it, Jeff, that you said, hey, there are also different ones. So maybe you can want to start sharing one of those. Uh, yeah, so uh, my, my thought was that Yes, it could be a very good thing to manage all of your code assets in, in one location. Um, but rather than triggering a build for the whole repository, that maybe that you only uh, uh, do it on uh, specific projects or, or subparts or applications or a specific microservice, for example. So that was my thought behind that as well. So uh, yes, for a mono repo, but not necessarily triggering a mono uh, build in a in a in a mono pipeline per se. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, so I'm, I'm not sure what the actual official definition of a monorepo is. So if the actual definition of monorepo also implies that you always need to have a single pipeline, etc. What, what, what I know, what I've seen is that some of those companies just have the single pipeline. And for that reason, that also implies, so that's maybe also directly one of them, you could say, I wouldn't say the advantages, but as a result of that choice, that basically any code chains uh, uh, automatically builds all systems, all libraries, and 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 and, and, and those will all be updated directly in uh, eventually in production. So uh, and and for them, that's a way basically to see, hey, we just always want to see the impact of a uh, of any chains on 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 the whole system or or the, or, or, the, or the set of systems. So that's seen as uh, one of the advantages. Do we, uh, do we recognize all the, those those advantages? Anyone to share that? So m maybe if you look at uh, the, the traditional way, 
with, with uh, organizations having uh, a, a repository per component or per product, do we see any uh, side effects or, or uh, are there any um, cons on that part? What do we see in general? Anyone wants to share that? So let, let me state it differently. So then, so in, in general, I think a lot of projects we see uh, are set up in such a way that they have a repository, uh, so, so a, a code repository for every product they're maintaining, or maybe even every component they maintain. So let's say a, a team is running some microservices on, 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 a, on a platform, then they even end up in a situation that each microservice will have their own pipeline, their own version control repository. I'm not saying that it's the that it's the best practice, but that's what I personally see in, happening most of the time. So do you think that this has some negative effects if you run it like that? What, what problems do you see there? I would say uh, that is more advantageous to have a finer control. The only con is the distributed management. Uh, so if I have to onboard a new developer to the team, uh, so, so it, it, it kind of make difficult for him to keep track of, okay, how many repositories are there? Okay, for he has to check out each and every repository and then try to build and then create a dependency, something like that. That is the only con of what I see. We, whereas compared to the monorepo, uh, once you check out the repository, you have everything what you need. You don't have to uh, create the dependencies or check out anything else. So that is the easiest uh, thing to manage with monorepo. But going in a long run, uh, of course, I will see, uh, yeah, going with multiple repository and having a dedicated uh, pipeline or dedicated authentication authorization is much more manageable than the monorepo. Yeah. Well, one of the arguments I hear, for instance, because if you break it down into small components, let's say you have a, a small library which you need to update. Could it even be a small security fix by in a library that's used by many of your microservices? Then basically that also implies that you probably need to build those components multiple times, invoke separate pipelines. Maybe even if you have some more other testing or end-to-end -end testing in place, it could it creates all also some complexity because uh, because of the the, the, the breakdown and, and and so so if you would move, move to the solution of a monorepo then yeah, you just build all those things together then just deploy it all together do some testing and then just move on and and, and bring it to production so um, um, you could say it's also much more simplified especially if you have a lot of dependencies so that's one of the arguments I, I see uh, uh, or I hear on, on, on Monorepo. Yes, that is indeed uh, true. So with the Monorepo, you have everything what you need within one repository. And yeah. so when compared to the multi-repository, uh, most of the time the developer is working on either one or two repository and not all the repository. So he might not, he or she might not be aware of, okay, does this uh, dependency might might affect some other monorepo yeah. or some other repository. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So a uh, good good point because many times we talk about shift left and and, and shift left. You you just always want to get early feedback on if you break something. Well, in that in in that case, if if the dependencies are outside your repository, then yeah, basically the feedback just comes whenever anyone makes a change uh, and and he uses that new dependency. And in in the situation of monorepo, you just automatically build all dependencies. So you probably know very early on that what you change also broke other systems. Yeah. yeah. So uh, any other advantages on, uh, on monorepo or um, 
maybe disadvantages on 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 the other way I, I explained. Marcus, I think if you take a look from the a uh, 12 factor app uh, methodology they they talk about not mono repos but single repos simply because when you create a mono repo what you're doing is basically creating silos within git or in svn or whatever you're using uh, and that's also something you like to prevent. So from a DevOps perspective, we are moving all the way to uh, no more silos, no more dependencies, and moving to a uh, mono repo. You're basically building your uh, silos in. What do you mean by uh, Marcus, uh, by a mono repo versus a single repo? So what's, I don't get the difference. What do you mean by single repo? So, so, so basically, um, from the 12 factor app, they say every app or every service that you build has his own repository. Um, simply to make sure that you don't have those um, um, silos in there. I, okay, so are you saying that every service will have its own repo, hence you avoid silos? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, how would that, what's the definition of a silo here? Um, let's take a monolith as, a, as an example. So basically when we have a monolith, we um, have trouble sending that out to production, right? Because there are so many dependencies uh, within the application itself. And the moment we take a mono repo, we're basically doing that the same, but we're creating those dependencies, not in the application, because we can still work in microservice that, we're, that we already uh, agreed upon, but you're still building in uh, dependencies because everything is in one repository. So at least uh, for me, I learned in physics that friction between two bodies can only be reduced to a certain extent but can never be eliminated uh, because after a certain lubrication, again, that acts as a creating friction. So the way I look at uh, mono repos or multi repos uh, is purely based on what, what kind of friction that the team teams or organizations want to avoid or eliminate. Uh, like, uh, like you said, Remco earlier, a uh, lot of organizations there, are, there is a need to sort of reuse existing infrastructure, uh, reuse existing code. Uh, hence, mono repos could really uh, enable teams to either it could be code reuse, either it could be you know your deployment infra reuse, or whole concept of shift lift because uh, there is only single source of truth at any given point of time at a product level. Uh, However, these benefits won't be actually, uh, some, some teams will not be able to experience these benefits, especially when they use multi-repos. Um, so in, in my experience, what I've seen, whenever people say mono-repos, it's not, the scope of a repo is always at a product level. Uh, even though one product has multiple services or different components, all of them still part of one repo. Uh, as opposed to in a multi-repo uh, approach, uh, even though, Multiple teams are working towards one product. Uh, each service or each component can have their own, let's say, uh, so uh, a, a repository. Uh, 
uh, as you already mentioned, some of the pros and cons, I, 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 I agree with it. Uh, but the only thing is, uh, what I want to emphasize, a mono repos requires a certain level of maturity in terms of tooling and also mindset and also from a cultural aspect. Um, if you look at, let's say, a lot of people give example of Facebook, uh, uh, which uses mono repo, but they don't use standard build tools. They have their own build tool, like I think they call it Buck or something like that. Same goes for Google. So the point is, um, of course, yes, having mono repos, mono rep repos do get some benefits on the table, but it also requires certain level of maturity in terms of tooling uh, and also in terms of uh, the, the culture and mindset, because then you are actually really pushing the boundaries of collective code ownership, which means yeah. it's not my code, your code, it's our code. And that literally is the case. Um, so so it, it, it touches upon, uh, and also, of course, since you are deploying for every change, your whole application, which means the kind of the, the robustness of the feedback loops that need to be in place uh, yeah, also be quite high. So definitely mono repos, do, repos get a lot of benefits on the table, but again, as I said, it needs certain aspects already be uh, taken care of from tooling, uh, culture and mindset, and also uh, practices perspective. Yeah, yeah, I think you're you're, you're touching a, a good point there. Uh, the way I see it, uh, I think we had also a, a podcast recently on on, on trunk based development, and and I think the the problems you will face if you uh, uh, adopt a practice like trunk based development, uh, um, um, I think uh, um, um, uh, applying uh, the mono repo there will give you the same probably the same challenges at an even bigger scale. So, uh, uh, so yeah. Yeah. If, if let's say, uh, uh, when people have mono repos and if they don't really actively use trunk-based development, then they end up in mess really fast. And... Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I think it's also good that you explained, uh, I, I don't know all those uh, tools uh, and, and, and things used by heart. But there are, uh, it's, it's true that there are some tools which can help you there. Uh, because for instance, what you see, if you have a real large repo consisting of many components and many applications, then your CI, for instance, be, uh, potentially could become really slow if you suddenly need to build uh, millions or billions line of code. So uh, you, uh, uh, and that's what you see that uh, the companies like Google and Facebook developed some tools there, which at least are able to detect changes in certain points of the tree when your source code structure so that you're only rebuilding the stuff that has changed since the last time. And, uh, um, and so you could say out of the box, just uh, signing up to GitHub or, or any other platform and then just put everything in one repo and then just having one pipeline that probably will get you into a lot of troubles uh, and, and it might even slow you down. So you really should understand the impact of, of that uh, before you start using it. So of course, if you have a small repo, with, uh, you probably don't have that much issues yet, but you should be uh, aware of that. Uh, if Yeah, the, the scale ability there could be an issue and uh, and you need to have the proper tooling there in place that i uh, totally agree yeah so any other disadvantages maybe on on, on the mono repo um I'm not sure if you already discussed uh, all of them so what 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 uh, jeff yeah 
Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the, the mention of Facebook and Google were, were brought up and, uh, and I think Amazon uh, may also use uh, mono repos uh, for a number of uh, uh, the products and services. What you also need along with that and tying into the uh, the maturity and the capabilities of the organization is now you, you need a dedicated organization to uh, not only manage and curate uh, this repo, they, they set all the ground rules, uh, how, how you play, how you're supposed to work with it. Uh, but the other thing is uh, going back to uh, sort of a, a single build environment or a build pipeline is now you also need a dedicated team to manage and support that as well. Um, a lot of organizations uh, really are stretched thin as it is. So to add on this, this kind of um, uh, it almost uh, for most organizations may seem like a bureaucratic layer. Uh, you're now kind of uh, putting on more work that um, uh, might not bring much value to the to the organization in, in a given state uh, within the organization. Um, yeah, so it, it's it's I I think we're looking at these large kind of one-off organizations that uh, from their economies of scale, they get to benefit from that. But from most organizations, which are, are grouped around uh, products or business units or organizations or geographic locations, for example, this may not be a, a, a cultural or an organizational fit uh, with, within their IT organizations. Uh, one last part was there was talk about dependencies. Uh, I think a lot of development and especially cloud-based development is reliant on open source and third-party packages. So we still have those dependencies that are outside of of the uh, of the repo itself. So we have kind of this intuitive way that we know how to track and manage dependencies for our given product or application. Uh, so why wouldn't that extend to other parts of the organization as well, too? So sort of a loose coalition or a loose federation of projects and packages within your organization. Yeah, this, this, I think that, that yeah, so, so so good points there. So and, and, and maybe to, to react on respond on the last thing you mentioned, what I what I see, because I think if I understand you correctly, you're, you're stating that, hey, uh, in your own dependencies, you can also use those uh, existing dependency management tools to to manage that, right? That, I think that's what you're trying to say. So if you write some libraries that is being, being reused among other projects or different projects within your organization, you can publish them somewhere internally and then reuse them among all projects. Yeah, I mean, just take a look at uh, GitHub for an example. Uh, I mean, yes, there's a lot of yeah. a lot of projects, a lot of uh, forks and derivatives out there, but uh, yeah. it, it's it's a loosely distributed model that we know where to find everything. We know how to manage the dependencies. We know how to track those things for our project. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now you can make the argument if if you're developing a lot of things in house, you know with respect to like a Google or a Facebook, I mean, they have large engineering teams that do nothing but uh, uh, generate these uh, libraries and packages and, and share that across the organizations. So in that sense, yes, there is a lot of benefit. And that, again, that goes back to the capabilities and maturity of, a, of an organization. Yeah. 
Well, well, that's true. So I, I recently also had discussions on, on, I think, this topic a bit with some colleagues uh, within my current assignment. And uh, I think one of the arguments they had is that, and they see this as a as a benefit of monorepo, is that uh, all those dependencies now are checked directly. Uh, because uh, any code change, any change in a library automatically builds all systems and also the systems dependent on that library. Uh, uh, if you do it the way you propose, like, uh, well, somebody just changes the library, publishes it on a uh, artifact repository, then basically you, um, um, and there are some kind of transient dependency. So, or, or at least you decouple the, the dependency in a different way. So uh, 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 basically, you, 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 since you publish it, uh, now it becomes the responsibility of the other component owner to, to use that library and then st uh, start building it. So um, um, that decoupling gives you some benefits because you're not forced to already use newer versions of the dependencies. On the other hand, you, you're, you're delaying feedback. Yeah? So it's, uh, you could say in that sense, monorepo is a shift left of, of, of integration. And one of the goals of continuous integration is early feedback. And, and so the philosophy of this monorepo is by doing it like this, you're um, and checking all dependencies if they still are able to work with the latest version of your library. Um, but I'm, I personally, I'm really doubtful if, 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 if you want to have this, this model because it, it, it has so much impact. But I think that also touched what Pony already mentioned. Like it, it has a lot of impact on your, on your, on your, on your, on your organization, on your culture. And so a lot of things need to be set right before you really are ready to, to, to work like this. So I'm a little bit doubtful to, to really decide which, which, which direction you should move on, but maybe it just depends on what you're looking for. Would we be able to create some recommendations here? Like hey, if you're in this kind of organization, you should do it like this or Anyone ideas on that one? Santaji? Yeah, uh, so I would say when the monorepos are considered, usually the team size is uh, low. That might play the very important factor uh, because as many developers try to push many changes, so it becomes really difficult to manage and keep the repository up to date for pushing the new changes. So in uh, my recommendation is like if you have a smaller team and you expect uh, not uh, many changes, uh, go with the monorepos. Mono and if you have a bigger team with lot many uh, feature changes on a day-to-day -day basis, so I would prefer multi-repo for that. So okay. That's, uh, perspective. So if I have to scale the product to next level, like uh, more than 50 or 100 developers are working, uh, definitely it becomes a nightmare just to push one line of code change to the repository because I have to keep track of all the conflicts or all the changes and then try to push on top of it. So Santaji, are you saying that uh, the size of teams has a, a impact on choosing between monorepo or multi-repo? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, and it might play the important role about how frequently the repository is undergoing change. Uh, if the smaller team works closer, so we can expect a very kind of stable uh, repository, not too many changes uh, frequently happening. But whereas you, if you are working in a team with uh, more than like couple of features together, 
right? So you, you just have to keep on top of each other's changes. And to keep uh, a track of it, it might be, uh, it, it might happen that you might lose some time just to keep your uh, changes up to date. I'm not sure I totally um, uh, get that point. However, since Remco, you asked for some recommendations, at least if I go with it, first and foremost, uh, I encourage people to define the scope. Uh, what I mean by that, uh, even though a lot of uh, people say uh, Google or Facebook, they are using monoreports, that does not mean that there is only one repo for, uh, in these companies. Usually the scope of uh, a mono repo is always, um, typically it's product. Um, that's a, so first first step, if you if anybody wants to go towards mono repos, define what is the scope that you are looking at. Uh, second step, uh, what are the current challenges with multi repos that you want to address with mono repos? Uh, so is it because do you want to have a better dependency management or you want to have some commonality with the, your uh, you know, build infrastructure or do you want to, um, uh, use common set of tools across different teams, uh, again, in the scope of the same project. So define scope, uh, uh, understand why. And third thing, uh, choose right tooling. Uh, like right tooling as in, uh, so depending on the size of the uh, repo, uh, you might have to uh, really investigate into different type of build tools, uh, which uh, could, uh, for example, I was reading up uh, this uh, uh, Facebook build tool, uh, Buck, which is an open source tool, by the way. Uh, they make use of, uh, let's say, multi-cores uh, to, to really uh, speed up builds and things like that. So do give uh, attention to your tooling. And, and the fourth thing, if, you, if, if these teams do not already have uh, a, a set of, uh, quote-unquote, playbook, like how do they... Uh, yeah, what's okay, what's not okay. You know, some sort of uh, guidelines, rules, uh, like uh, op procedures, you know, uh, things like that. So have that explicitly defined because most teams, they do have it, but most of the times it's more implicit. Like uh, this is how we do code reviews or this is how we approve things like that, you know. So make that very explicit. Uh, I think these are initial three or four steps. Probably it organization or teams can look at when they think about moving to monorepos. Cool. Yeah. Sounds like good, uh, good recommendations. Uh, thank you. So, well, and, and, um, yeah, Jeff, you also want to add something there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so what Pani just, uh, described is, is a little bit more from the, the technical or the practical implementations of it, but there are also some business considerations on that. So if you're working in an organization, a financial institution or some other regulated industry, there, there may be some requirements, uh, revolving around security and stability, uh, of your products and platforms. Um, in, in also, in this day and age, we see a lot of mergers, acquisitions, divestitures. So there are also practical considerations on, um, so if we have this theor theoretical mono repo for the whole company, how do we split off a business unit? I mean, what parts of that uh, mono repo do we copy? What do, uh, who has ownership, who has rights to that? So there could be some regulatory or legal uh, implica implications with that as well. Um, so the answer really is going to come down to uh, <laughs> the, the the standard answer. Well, it depends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, well, well, very true. Yeah, 
Yeah, and 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 then of course, I, I what I want to prevent at least is maybe um, um, don't get scared upfront. Basically, so and if you're still a startup, uh, don't use basically that last part as an argument not to do mono repo because maybe in the future you need to break down. But at least I think you always should be reassessing yourself every now and then if you know plans are coming up to maybe break down and then you need to find some solutions for that uh, in time. So um, um, yeah, but yeah. Mm, I like the points there. Santaji. Yeah, uh, so Jeff uh, pointed out the very important points that the authorization. So uh, the developer who's working for some department should not be should not interfere the code with the other department, something like that. So there is a clear segregation which can be achieved using multi-repo, uh, which is, I would say, not possible, but it might be difficult to control in mono-repo. Yeah, but uh, I think... So. If you're stating that, you maybe also miss some important ideas on the on the basic philosophy of the monorepo is the whole the whole collective ownership. So I think if you create if you create separate teams with separate um, um, authorizations, and then you basically also I think that's also the, the the point Marcus tried to make in the beginning is by doing that you also create some kind of silos. And, and and basically, if 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 you create a problem, then you cannot fix it because some other team is is uh, is only authorized to make changes to that. While is with a monorepo setup, basically uh, the whole company owns the code base, so everyone also can make changes. So if you break something, um, it's not a problem because and everyone can fix it. So, um, um, but it it really touches your culture, and and it also changes. Probably also requires a lot of mindset changes from different aspects, not only the teams but also management. And uh, it's, 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 I think it's a big shift. So, um, okay. So looking at the time, I think, uh, we need to, uh, wrap up and, um, um, and this, uh, podcast for now. So, um, I would like to thank you all and, um, we'll see you again in, uh, in two weeks. Thank you.